0: ¡Gracias! Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Elena Fox. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time. And that whenever and wherever you happen to be, as we daydream and dance our way into the cosmic universe on our upward spiraling ascension path, I hope that you're taking the time to be nice to yourself and giving yourself the breaks that you deserve. Now, life is not always easy on planet Earth, as you are well aware, and it has has not always been nice to us. Um, you know, take, for example, the 1600s, <laughs> the 1200s weren't so pretty either. Um, you know, there's been a lot of times in our history and even this week, even this past year that have been particularly hard. 1918 wasn't such a great year. (laughs) Some of you were there. Some of you weren't. (laughs) Some of you saw that coming and said, Oh, (laughs) I'm going to sit that one out and play shuffleboard in heaven. (laughs) Oh, but no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what stress or emotional turmoil you may or may not be feeling, if you ever get really, really, really bad, just promise me that you're going to take a step back and take 24 hours before doing anything rash. And what do I consider rash? Well, uh, committing suicide, that's extremely rash. Uh, taking heroin. That's extremely rash. Uh, You know, anything that's going to hurt you, anything that's going to be really, really detrimental to yourself in the long run, going back to a narcissistic ex, that's probably pretty damn up there as far as what you consider to be rash. So tonight's episode, we're going to go over... Uh, what does it take to have a good relationship with yourself, including how to be nice to yourself via self care, especially when you're single and you're feeling kind of down in the dumps. I mean, the thing is we're trying our level best for the past year to be okay. And no one's really okay. We have to admit this, this sucks, man global pandemics. It just sucks. And we even have people who are against the vaccination, preventing others from getting a vaccination in a Los Angeles this past week. Like, Oh my God, you're saying that you, you don't want anyone to put their will over you. And then you do the same thing to somebody else. Like things in this world are crazy. Whether you want to get the vaccination or you don't, whether you agree with vaccinations in general or you don't, it isn't the key to this uh, thing. the The key to this is allowing people to do what they should do for themselves, or you know, to do what they think they ought to do for themselves. It's not really up to anybody but the individual. People should be educated one way or the other. But you know, I still don't know if I want to get it or not. I I'm leaning towards no. I'll take my chances. But as somebody with asthma, I don't really want to get a respiratory disease. But also, I know that the vaccination's not really covering the new strains. It's only covering the old strains. Um, You know, so I've got to weigh all the options. And plus, there's not even, we don't even have vaccinations in Ecuador at all. I might've been at Dodger stadium. If I had lived in Los Angeles, I think I might've been one of those people waiting in line for a vaccination. But anyway, uh, however your self care is, we're going to go over it tonight. You know, um, it may or may not include that, you know, some of you might argue that I, you know, I want to go out of the house. I want to go to the restaurants again. I want to have a vaccination that will prevent me from getting a disease that can kill so many people. So I'm going to get the vaccination and prove that with my piece of paper, my slip that makes me socially acceptable again. And I'm just going to live my life. And some of you were thinking, uh, I don't know what the hell's in that vaccination. Right. And I'm not getting really, I I don't even know. Honestly, I don't know where I stand on it one way or the other. I don't like getting shots, but I might still get this one. You know, Um, I don't have an option either way. (laughs) They just don't exist here. Um So everybody here in Ecuador, we just stay home now. Most of the businesses are closed. It's ruined this country. I mean, for about a year, we've just been doing nothing. You know, it's been 11 months of being absolutely stuck inside. I've got a backyard. I've got a patio and I go outside and I stand in the sun and I meditate every day, sometimes twice a day in the sun. Depends on the weather. But, um, Things have gotten crazy. Things are totally crazy, you know, and we're in the middle of this, uh, the, the three dimensional stuff like the pandemic and whatnot and the meeting up with, um, the ugliness of having to pay bills, but without having a job, you know, a lot of us are in that position. Um, You know, there's a lot of things going on, you know, on the 3D side of things. And on the 5D side of things, we're also going through some shit, man. We're really going through it. And I'm going to read to you guys a couple of the things that I came across on Instagram. People who um, talk about uh, the Ascension symptoms. I, I talked to you last week about what my observations were. And I might throw in a few here after I read these. Now, last year, I did recommend Pure Intentions 555. Now, it was a channel on Instagram that is no longer in existence because the person who um, had this changed her name. I was shocked. I was like, wait a minute. I haven't heard from her in a while. And I started looking for her. And oh, my gosh. Lo and behold, she is now Mystic underscore, and, A-N-D, and then I, Michelle. So, Mystic, Andy, Michelle, basically. And between Mystic and Andy, A-N-D-I, there's an underscore. So, a under, little underline. So, you know, she's always had very good insights as to what's going on. I usually relate to about 95% of what she says, sometimes as much as 98%. And some of it I'm like, eh, not so much for me. You know, that's yours. You know, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes her stuff gets very specific. Like, you know, the current ascension symptoms are a pimple on the upper right quadrant of your left arm, you know, <laughs> it's like, that's not for everybody usually, but most of her stuff is so accurate and totally right on. And she just puts out there, everything's happening to her. And I'm, I'm saying like 95 to 98% of the time. I'm completely there with her going, wow. Yeah. How did you even know about that? I didn't even think that was an Ascension symptom, right? So anyway, uh, so mystic Andy Michelle, this is what she says. She, and she thinks from her intuition, what will happen not only today, yesterday and today, but also through the seventh. So from the third through the seventh of February, this is what she writes. Feeling extremely restless And sleep is a struggle. Oh oh, 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 my God. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Do you guys feel that? A lot of you have written me saying I can't sleep or I'm sleeping too much. I've been doing the split sleep thing. I've been like, you know, sometimes up until four or five or six in the morning some days. And then I, I get up at eight o'clock and I'm like, after two hours, I'm like wide awake For about an hour, hour and a half. And then I have to go right back to sleep. And I sleep until noon or two in the afternoon. It's insane. And then other days, like yesterday, I went to bed at one o'clock in the morning. So not terribly uh, too late, you know. And I I got to bed about one o'clock in the morning. And I woke up about maybe seven o'clock. And I was up for about an hour. And I went to bed at eight in the morning. Thinking, well, I'll sleep until noon. And I woke up at like 9.30 like 90 minutes and that was it. I'm done. I'm, I'm awake. And I was up all day, you know, without a problem. So I have this struggle, you know, like some, sometimes once I'm asleep, I'm absolutely out like a light and I'm having deep, deep sleep, deep dreams. And I'm waking up sometimes exhausted and sometimes refreshed. It just, it's like totally random. I'm now doing a bunch of anti-snore devices. <laughs> you know, uh, usually I do one at a time, You know, but I'm breathing in more oxygen at night and I'm able to breathe better and I'm feeling better. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm like absolutely exhausted when I wake up or other times I'm like, wow, I feel really refreshed. And last week I had a day where I slept almost 16 hours and I woke up feeling refreshed, which was weird. Usually you sleep that long, you feel exhausted. But I just couldn't get out of bed. I was like, oh, it's just too much. It's all too much. And I had started taking something that balances my blood sugar. So I was worried maybe it was my blood sugar, but no, it's ascension symptoms because, (laughs) you know, I've been eating enough protein. The only bread I've been eating lately is sourdough, which is a complete protein. It's actually a vegan bread. It's only, the only ingredients literally are wheat and water. And you, um, Let it sit and develop the yeast inside the wheat will develop. And the yeast itself is a complete protein. It's a vegan bread. (laughs) It's like all I'm eating lately is, um, in fact, yesterday, and today is the first time in like seven days that I've had meat. I've been eating vegan or vegetarian all week, you know, and I've been exhausted. So I don't know. Maybe I just need to start eating meat straight up again. (laughs) I try, I go through my ballots. I'm like, I just don't even want to eat meat, you know, but I know my body really craves it. The 3D part of me is like, ugh, do it. (laughs) And I had to get meat because my cat needed to eat. So I made her a little hamburger yesterday. No mustard or onions, (laughs) as my friend suggested. I mentioned that yesterday. Anyway, so yeah, but the sleep is just insane. Um, One way or the other, you know. Uh, you might not know what to do. That's that's a feeling for the next week. Yeah, I've been like confused. Like I wake up and I'm like, um, uh, and then I get overwhelmed. I have a list of like ten things I need to get done, and I get so overwhelmed that I don't do anything. And then I have other days I wake up and I'm like, um, what am I supposed to do today? And I can't think of a single thing. And I could barely remember to make coffee. <laughs> It has been for days like this. It's like, what? I'm happy. Stand in the sun, pet my cat. (laughs) And stand there going, um, I know I'm supposed to be doing something here. Yeah. And I know I don't have Alzheimer's or something because I'm totally lucid. It's just that none none of the stuff I'm supposed to be doing seems like valid or important anymore. And the thing that seems to be the most valid and important to me is just gain in touch with my God self and just hanging out in that light basking in that energy of that. Um, this is a good time to focus on what your intentions are. I agree with that. That's pretty good. Ask for help if you need it. Yes, definitely ask for help if you need it. If you are feeling, um, suicidal, some people have brought that up and I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Um, call the suicide prevention hotline. There are uh, apps, you know, that are, um, that will put you in touch with an actual therapist. Some of them are like a robot therapist. If you're not terribly depressed, but you're a little um, wonky emotionally or mentally. Um, I've used those apps. They're amazing. They've actually helped me uh, see things about myself. I didn't see. So if you have blind spots and you feel like there's something not totally right, those, those AI bots sometimes can work. It's, those little chat bots are kind of cool. Uh, but if you also need help, spiritual help, deep, deep help, um, you can call me or, or at least write me on uh, Instagram and get in touch with me at mermaidgirl888. And especially if you think that maybe you're an archangel and then you're beating yourself up and you're thinking it's an ego trip, all of us angels go through this. <laughs> We don't want to put ourselves above anybody else. So we think, well, it must just be an ego trip. But, um, the last three people that talked to me about this are actual archangels. And they're suddenly, suddenly going, I think I'm like you, (laughs) I'm having the symptoms of you. Like, you know, my life had similar things as yours. And maybe we need to explore that, you know? And if you're human, I'll tell you, you're human. I'm not going to blow up, Blow a skirt up or a smoke up anyone's skirt, you know, a spiritual skirt, you know. <laughs> Ooh, baby, I think you might be an archangel. <laughs> like, it's like, it's not anything I wish on anybody. If you're not, you're probably luckier, you know, you have free will. You know, if you're an archangel, it's, we've got free will as humans, but at the same time, at the core of our being, if we do anything wrong, we just, it's like we get very hurt. Like, to the core of our being, like it hurts us to do anything against God, you know? And if you're a human, you could go against God and then come back and everything's fine. But a boom, but a bang, you don't suffer as much, but, um, it's harder as a human to climb up the ascension ladder. And when you're an archangel, you, uh, kind of have that purity of heart kind of in place and you know where to go. It's almost like an internal roadmap. map. So I think it's harder to be human, just to be honest. It's hard to be an archangel in a human body because we tend to have addictions or overeat or attract the wrong people because we want to love and help everybody. And we don't really think of ourselves first. We put ourselves last, dead last. Um, And so there's a lot of stuff that we have to come back from, self-esteem and self-confidence wise. So we have to bring ourselves back to center constantly. And that's part of the self-care thing. Which I'm going to go over regardless of uh, whether you're a uh, human all the way, a star seed, um, a uh, archangel or what, you know. Um, even if you're an extraterrestrial on earth now. Self-care is important no matter who you are. Oh, uh, if you could hear the dogs. <laughs> the wolves are outside. Must be a dog walking by. They completely freak out. Um... I have no idea where my little kitten is, but she's somewhere asleep. Usually she hears the dogs barking like this, and she races to the window, and she has to stare at them because they're very fascinating. It's like she's doing... I I know she has a secret notebook tucked away in a pocket inside her fur somewhere. (laughs) I know she's taking little notes. I just feel it. Anyway, so let's go over the rest of these ascension symptoms here. We've got... um, all right. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, ask for help if you need it. Of course, you guys know how to get in touch with me if you need it from me. Um, and I'll help you find numbers if you don't know how to look up something. I'm a very resourceful person. Um, spend time finishing up your projects or releasing things that just can't be resolved. Don't continue carrying things you cannot change around with you oh my god that is like the best advice and that's very mercury retrograde like advice as well so I'm gonna say that again Uh, spend time finishing up projects I got a few of those (laughs) Um, and release things that cannot be resolved don't continue carrying things that you cannot change around with you so yeah I have, I happen to agree with that. That's a great advice. So she also says, let go of any guilt or shame that you may have around what you see to be a failure in your life. Letting go of old patterns and attachments can cause bone and teeth pain. Well, that's interesting. Letting go of old patterns and attachments can cause bone and teeth pain. That's interesting. Energy level will continue to be up and down and your joints might be stiff and sore. Oh my god, totally. For sure my joints have been stiff and sore for sure. So, all right, let me go back. I found another <coughs> inaga healing is another person that I I turn to sometimes to see her take on what She perceives to be the Ascension symptoms and she talks to other people too. Anyways, Naga dot healing dot guidance, Naga healing guidance. And, um, this is what her energy update is from today. She says solar plexus activation. Now this blew my mind. So pay attention to this and, and let me know, write to me and tell me if the, if you're not going through these things as well. Okay. So, solar plexus activation. These activations are helping build new boundaries and transforming the ego identity. It will cleanse any need for validation or support from external sources. Detach. Each path is unique. Not everyone is meant, able, or willing to understand yours, meaning your path. Inner child healing, <clears throat> lies, deceit, cheating, secrets, and manipulation will surface either willingly or unwillingly. Now, I don't know that I agree with that particular thing. Now, if you have those things in the people around you at this time, it might suffer, suffer. it might surface and you might suffer. So, you know, but if you're not around anybody who is doing any of these things, don't expect it. Don't create drama. Don't pull it to like a magnet worrying about it. Just let it go. Take it in stride. And if things come up, you could go, aha. And then you could point that finger. But remember, when you point a finger at someone else, there's four fingers pointing back at you. So, I mean, you know, lies, deceit, cheating, secrets, manipulation. I mean, this is stuff that's been happening for a couple of months to several people, but it's not something that's common to every human being. It's maybe something common to her. I don't know. It's not common to me. You know, I don't have anybody in my life doing any of these things. Thank you, God. Knock on wood. (laughs) So, I mean, hey. Um, if you're doing these things, maybe it'll come to light so that you can heal it. People in your life that are being dishonest, it might come to light so that you can heal it, kick it to the curb, you know, take out the trash. (laughs) I don't know. So uh, anyway, the next thing she says is you are also being guided to eat intuitively. Only what and when you are guided. This will ease many harsh symptoms Your mind and in itself will make you feel much lighter. Well, that's pretty good. This whole last week I've eaten nothing but um, my homemade spaghetti sauce. (laughs) I made a giant vat of it and I just finished it like an hour ago. And I prayed and prayed and prayed and put a lot of love and energy into it. And I asked for um, divine blessings and That's what I've been eating all week. And it's been like my vegan meal. Then I add a little bit of Parmesan cheese on top. So technically it's been vegetarian, not vegan. I did that all week. Yesterday and today I I did it with, um, with, uh, some ground beef in it, um, just for extra protein. And it's been, it kind of sustained me all week. I'm like, wow, this, this, this series of meals cost me maybe $10 for the whole week. I thought, well, that's interesting. (laughs) You know, maybe I don't need to uh, eat a wide variety of stuff. I just need to eat one vat of something (laughs) for like the whole week, just a little bit of of a proportion. I don't know. And if you're my twin flame, (laughs) you're hearing me, I'm not going to do this to you. (laughs) I would never do this to anyone else. If someone was in my home with me, I would say, let's eat something different every day. I wouldn't put you in a situation of leftovers every day for a week. But as I live by myself and I like my own cooking, I'm like, oh, I'll. sometimes I do this. Every now and again, I'll get my friend from, he's from Los Angeles originally, but he's, he's like Ecuadorian and Mexican-American. So he's got a wide variety of cooking in his background from, you know, his all the different kinds of parts kinds, not kinds, as to say, regions of different areas from his family. Anyway, his Mexican food is incredible. So every now and again, I say, Hey, bring me over a vat of your, <laughs> uh, of your chicken enchiladas and how oh, they're so good and they're healthy. Lots of veggies. And I just, man, I'll munch on that for like eight. It takes eight days for me to go through this huge is like $20 and it lasts me for over a week. <laughs> And even my cat eats those. She, Oh my gosh. She's like, she'll eat the black beans and the, she'll actually eat the vegetables in that. It's, it's Mexican food is super good. But anyway, um, (laughs) and sometimes I just feel like that's what I need for my body. I'm going to eat that every day. That's my dinner, you know, and I have different breakfasts, but, but yeah, I like this idea of being, you're being guided to eat intuitively only what and when you're guided. Yeah. I mean, don't, look at the clock and go, it's noon time to eat. If your body's not ready to eat, just let it go, man. You know, uh, if you have blood sugar issues, just don't eat five or six small meals a day because that keeps you in a perpetual need of more and more food. Uh, go to Dr. Berg on YouTube. That's his channel. He is the number one keto. They just won awards for his keto information. so, you know, the intermittent fasting, he he'll tell you how to do everything no matter what your health condition is. Um, if you want to know what to do, he's excellent. So anyway, um, symptoms, uh, because of the solar plexus activation include stomach ache, slow digestion, increased thirst, burps, heartburn. I don't know why salty food is on this list. Is salty food a symptom? (laughs) Oh my God, I have salty food in my house. It must be ascension time. <laughs> it kind of made me laugh. I'm like, what? Honestly, I don't put salt in my food and then I add it when it's already cooked. That way you can taste the salt, but you don't over salt as an asthmatic. I know never to over salt. So <laughs> I saw this. I'm like, what? But I did notice I was having a problem with not enough salt in my food. So maybe that's what she means. Like adding extra salt this week. Also, uh, symptoms include cramps, gas, being very gassy or gases and dry lips. Now I'm checking my lips. Do I No, Not so much, but yeah, uh, burping, like feeling like you can't, uh, stop burping. I've had that for two days. It's insane. I'm like, what is wrong with me? I was on prednisone and I finished today was the last day and, um, I thought, well, that must be what's going on. I didn't think it was an ascension symptom, but now reading this, I'm thinking, well, yeah. And I do feel the activation in the solar plexus. I really, you know, that's the third chakra. And I've been feeling that seriously for, for days. So, um, this person says, uh, oh, she says, have you seen a sunflower recently? And what about dolphins? And she's talking about them on her next post. This is, again, Naga Healing Guidance. Um, Yeah, dolphins and sunflowers have been in my energy field lately. That is really, really trippy that she said that. I'm just like, what? That blows my mind. Now, oh, let's go back to uh, Mystic Andy Michelle. She says, um, the next few days and also in the past week and a half, Sleep has been a struggle. This Aquarius stellium. See, here's that word stellium. I never heard that word. And suddenly I'm hearing it four or five times a week for the past two weeks. Stellium. Stellium. That sounds like a a crazy, that sounds like almost like a villain's name in a soap opera. Mm -hmm. Um... What happened to the nuclear codes? Stellium has gotten away with them. <laughs> we must, we must at once get stellium back. <laughs> we must capture him. Right. It just seemed, it, it doesn't seem like a real word anyway. So, <laughs> so she says, stellium in my night, that's her astrology has me in study and research mode for hours every day, five or six hours straight. Well, you know, I've been, I've been doing a lot of research too. I just, I've been like, I'll get on something. And then that whole day is spent on that one thing. So I have been under that kind of, um, influence as well. Although I'm not sure it's in my ninth house or even what that means necessarily, (laughs) but so that's, what's going on. Um, uh, as far as the Ascension symptoms, I don't know if you guys are going through it, if you're having it, what's going on. But um, be gentle with yourself. I mean, I don't know. I had a block in my first chakra that <clears throat> I didn't even notice was there. I, I always am you know, emptying all the excess energy from all my energy bodies and my chakras. Every day I do this a couple times a day. And there was something that... I wasn't quite sure, and then I did this number thing that I'm gonna bring up again and probably next week. And I'm not gonna talk about it qu- totally yet, but I did this number thing. It's magical, and it was uh, the idea of Nick. He's one of my friends, who's also a listener, and we're becoming friends. And Nick told me this thing, and he said, Check this out, say this string of numbers. And he told me a bunch of them. And I'm like, okay, but he says, if you do this one, it'll bring money to you. <laughs> you know, I'm like, good. Cause I need money. I don't have a job. I I'm, I'm living off the fumes of my savings at this point. And I'm just praying that I can always stay in the light and stay away from fear. And I'm trying to do it, like really do it right this time. um, Instead of I don't have a cushion or a backup, I don't got I don't have parents, I don't have a husband, I don't have any family, I'm in a foreign country, you know what I mean? I'm just like I have to be in the path of the light and nothing else. I hope to God I don't you know, starve to death. <laughs> you know, I hope to god I don't become homeless. Like I'm seriously like I'm going to walk the path of the light. God knows what he's doing. Everything has always been okay. It's got to be okay. Yet this one once more, you know, and I've been just like trying hard to walk the path while getting my other stuff done and being practical at the same time. But, um, but Nick told me do this thing, do this number thing, say these numbers a whole bunch of times or write them down. And so I did and within I would have to say 15 seconds all of a sudden the pain that was in my lower sacral area in the lowest part of my spine this pain has been there for a couple years in the lowest part of my spine like tailbone and all of a sudden it just was it released and it was gone there was no more pain it was just gone I don't know what that is, (laughs) but that really freaked me out. Like, whoa. So we're going to talk about this next week when I have a lot more research done. I'm doing a lot of research on this, on this number thing that he told me about. (laughs) I've been doing a few different things and I've been doing some money related strings of numbers. And today I got the weirdest email and it said you are being disputed on eBay because your customer's order did not arrive and I'm like what what and then I looked and apparently okay so last year before the pandemic started (laughs) like last January, my son and I decided to sell perfume through my eBay account, cologne and perfume for men and women and take, and I found a wholesaler that I could drop ship from. So I don't have to store anything. I live in Ecuador. I can't ship anything from here, but I found someone who's reliable. They've been in business 20 years and they want to work with people who drop ship. Okay, fine. And every bottle of perfume is like a hundred dollars off and I would still make a tiny profit. I'm like, this is freaking cool. So I spent weeks getting all these perfumes, you know, listed, you know, and we're talking the highest quality perfume and all of a sudden you know, we were together like, like, let's do this one. Let's do that one. Oh yeah. How are we going to write this? And we're being really creative with the descriptions. We were doing really pretty backgrounds. Everything was good. Bada boom, bada bing. And we waited and crickets and we waited some more (laughs) and we had more crickets. And eventually I think the crickets fucking died and we made zero, zero sales. And all of a sudden, eBay deleted every motherfucking description. I had done like 25 or 30 descriptions. They deleted every fucking one. And then they wrote me an email saying, It looks like somebody has overtaken your account from Ecuador and is trying to sell perfume through your account. And I called them back. I'm like, what the actual fucking fuck are you guys doing to me? I spent like two or three weeks doing this. And I was, my heart was sick. I was like, you fuckers. And I had 27 people watching my perfumes. And it was like, every, my descriptions were right on, everything was perfect. I was like, hell yeah, this is awesome. And they did that to me. And I'm like, why did you just delete and erase every fucking thing I did instead of writing me a letter going, hey, did you do this? Because I could have said, hey, yeah, I did. And then they didn't have to erase anything. But that's what they did to me. So I started to get back into it and I only put about seven different descriptions. That was it. Because I was just like, you know what? I'm working my ass off over here and they're working against me. So fuck them. I was so mad. And then after two, three weeks of not getting any bites at all on those seven perfumes, I just said, well, yeah, maybe one day. And it's been over a year, like 14 months, guys. 14 months. And suddenly today, the only thing I get from eBay is... Uh, they're getting ready to take their money back because we're going to refund them. If you don't do anything by the 9th of February, because you didn't send them their perfume. And I'm like, what y'all should have actually sent me a, Hey, by the way, you had a bidder on this perfume and they won. And by the way, you got to sell them the perfume now. You know? (laughs) So I, I didn't get anything. I didn't get any information. So now I'm like out of nowhere in trouble again with eBay (laughs) because I made a sale without my knowing I made a sale after 14 months of literally nobody being interested. So this person paid the money and they were like, you were supposed to have it yesterday and I didn't get it. So I'm just, you know, if I don't hear from you by the ninth, I'm going to get my money back. I'm like, Oh my God. Holy moly. Holy moly. I said it takes 21 days for shipping. It only takes like three to five days, you know? So I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. This is crazy. So, all right, fine. So I wrote them and I'm like, Oh my God, I just found out. I'm so sorry. And then I went and I, and I I'm like writing my son in a frantic, like in a panic. I'm like, do you remember the name of the drop shipper we were using? Cause I don't remember anything. It's been 14 months. We didn't. We don't even live in that apartment anymore. We like our lives have changed drastically. And so anyway, I I figured it out. I ordered the perfume. I sent it to my client. And when all is said and done, I was like, "Woo! I'm gonna make fifty dollars." And then I did all the math. I'm gonna make ten dollars. But never despise humble beginnings. It says in the Bible. So I'm grateful for that ten bucks. That's pretty cool. I mean, they'll pay for my. It'll <laughs> we'll pay for my taxi to go get uh, cat food for my kitten, so hey. It might pay for a couple cans of food, you know. <laughs> Three cans of food and a taxi there and back, so alright, hey. So that was weird, that unexpected money thing, but it was unexpected in an extremely panicked and very Mercury retrograde ish way this person apparently bought my perfume on the 14th of January. I'm like, what? I'm pretty good at at reading my, um, my emails, but the shadow period, or maybe they didn't send one. I don't even know what happened. I honestly, it's been 14 months. I didn't think I even had any auctions open. (laughs) Oopsies. Oh my God. But I did this series of numbers and unblocked um, my first chakra, and I did another series of numbers for unexpected money yesterday. And today I have ten extra dollars. <laughs> it was like woo, that was pretty damn cool. So I don't know. I just I want to throw that out there and bring it up. And yeah, I'm going to talk about these numbers I think next week because this is interesting stuff, man. I'm not gonna tell you what it's called yet, because I still have to do a lot more research. And I'm gonna look up testimonials, eyewitness accounts, what people have done. There's a book. I might even try to find the author and see if I can't um interview this person that wrote this and came up with this. It's 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 intriguing enough that I, I might have to um get more into it. And then if it works out, I'll give you guys some codes, some number codes, but, um, write me if you want, you know, anything immediate, like, you know, immediate love in your life or constant or, you know, money flow. Um, I have those numbers. I I wrote them on my wrist. I wrote them on my wrist. Uh, Now today's like the second or third day in a row. And, um, today I got that $10, which uh, technically I got it back in January, but it wasn't even brought to my attention (laughs) until like two hours ago. It's like, what? That's, that's coconuts. As Phil Dunphy says on modern family, which I'm here watching all by myself one or two episodes a night because my son and I used to watch this every single day. And now these in California and, you know, wish him luck, guys. He's up for a job of a sous chef. He's already been hired. He's got to go meet the guy. And it's going to be he's going to be working in the restaurant where my daughter worked when she first moved to Berkeley. And I'm excited because this guy, the boss, is a really incredibly great person and he's a stand-up guy and he's he's given my second kid a chance. And it's my and my kids like, "Oh my god, this guy's He's legendary there. His pizza shop's been there for over 50 years. Yeah. It's literally a a, a legend. It's, it's a family owned business in there from Italy. So he's just so stoked. He's like, Oh, I'm so excited. And I'm already the sous chef. I don't even have to start with dishes. I'm starting with the sous chef part. And that's where he wanted to be anyway. So we can learn how to cook authentic Italian food directly from the old country. Bada boom, bada bing. <laughs> so, wish my my son luck there. Um, all right, guys, I'm gonna go to. Uh, oh, before I get into space weather, actually, I wanted. I, I was so Philip, who's one of my listeners, and he's also becoming a friend. Very cool person. He said um, he asked me because somebody he knew when he was young uh, committed suicide. And he was worried about this person, um, you know, what happened to them after they died. And he said, Do people that commit suicide always go to hell, or what happens? So it's not really a short answer, but I could give a short answer um, ish. <laughs> short answer ish. And by the way, just call me Ishmael. You guys, I found out today that Archangel Azrael is also known as Ishmael. (laughs) Uh, It's funny because I'm always saying ish too. So I don't know. Just call me Ishmael. (laughs) I guess it's better than Captain Ahab. (laughs) Anyway, um, uh, had you ever heard that? Did you guys know the angel of death is also called Ishmael? I I did not know that. Anyway, you learn something new every day, even about yourself. So, Anyway, okay, so uh, the way that I understand the world, and it's not completely cut and dry, and there's always exceptions to every rule. (coughs) So uh, this is how how it works, is roughly a third of the people are just straight up pure evil. They gave up God, they went against God, they chose the evil way, the evil path, and that's why there's so much shit in this world today because of these fuckers basically. (laughs) And these guys are so bad that they have given up their right to have a holy guardian angel protect them. They have no connection to their higher self. And when they die, no matter how they die, whether it's peacefully in their sleep or being stabbed in the dark in an alleyway or through suicide, no matter how they die, they immediately get reincarnated back into another body and it'll be either better or worse conditions than where they were, depending on how they did in that life. It's always karma that's in place and they don't, um, they don't go to heaven. They don't get cocooned and relaxed. They don't get to see their relatives. They get zero guidance. The council of elders have just turned their back on these people who chose, uh, basically to be evil consistently forever and if they decide to claw their way back up out of the evil and then they go to the muck and the mire of the gray area where they could go either way then they might work their way to the point where they're going to have help and guidance again but usually they won't you know so it's about a third of the people now a third of the people are in the muck and the mire of the gray area and they're always like i don't know i don't know you know like they're just kind of in the middle, like sometimes they're good and sometimes they're bad. And some days are good. And some days they, they do evil acts. Some days they do good acts. Now these people, uh, I'm asking God, they do have a higher guidance. They do have, um, help. And depending on how they are and if they still haven't chosen, they still have a heaven availability and the higher self and the angel availability. So basically two thirds of the population have those things available and depending on their life and how they live and it doesn't matter how they die, they go to heaven. But if they end up having done more evil than good, they get another chance, but they go to hell. You know, so if they did more evil and good, but they still aren't 100% evil, they still have a chance because they go to hell, which is the hell of their choosing that they created. It's their creation. God's showing me this now. Like I know hell's a real place, you know, but it's more like an interdimensional place. It's not like physically above or below earth or whatever. Um, weird that Jesus brought that into his discussion. I think he was trying to get people to realize that there really isn't a heaven, but... I mean, there really isn't a hell, but he, cause he didn't want people to be afraid, but the good people and all the people that would go and listen to him anywhere are definitely going to heaven no matter what, you know, the people that are always of the light, always doing good, always doing right, doing whatever, regardless of how they die, they're always going to heaven, no matter what, but the people there in the gray area, they will punish themselves because they know they deserve punishment based on their own uh, set of ideas of how these things work. Right. And so if they do more be- good than, you know, if they go towards the light more than they go to heaven, but, or it's a hell of their choosing either way. And if somebody is hundred percent good, they just go to heaven. Now, what are the circumstances surrounding suicide? Usually, well, I mean, there could be millions of reasons, right? But usually, uh, it's one of two things. Usually it's, um, I'll show you, you know, kind of an attitude. Screw you. I'll just kill myself. And then they'll hurt you. They'll show you good. that will you know, so if you do, if you commit suicide as a manipulative act to hurt other people who have hurt you, you're going to hell. And if you are walking that fine gray line and you have a terrible life and then you do that I think that's you just you just went to the dark side and they probably don't have cookies just to be honest and when and when you go it's over and you're done that's a final act that's it now you're an evil one the next time you come around to this life guess what happens you don't get guidance you don't get spirit you don't get angels you don't get any help you're fucked. You fucked yourself. That's it. It's over. You're, you're gone. You're done. When you die from then on, you just get reincarnated instantly. And based on how you lived, you go towards a worser life or a lesser uh, physically capable body, or you get better. Either way. Now, eventually I think everybody gets better, but if they don't, they end up being reabsorbed back into the head of God, turned and transformed into pure energy at the end of the schematic. So at the end, everybody goes back to God anyway. It doesn't matter. But if you are in the gray area and you're starting to do more good than bad, you're starting to believe in God, you're starting to get, you're kind of turning yourself slowly towards the light, like a gentle sunflower. And then you just can't make it. You can't hack it. Life is hard and you kill yourself because you're mentally ill because you're depressed because you have so much anxiety. You can't function because you're rejected by the love of your life or somebody you love dies and you can't handle it. And there's too much emotional pressure and stress. You go to heaven and you're cocooned. And the same thing if you are in the light, 100% for God, 100% for good and right, and all you want to do is help others, but maybe you're sick. You know, say you get cancer and they're like you're gonna die and it's gonna cost your family a quarter of a million dollars for your treatment, and you're like, well, fuck that, Doctor Kavorkian, let me put you on speed dial, come over here and just let's just take care of it now, because I don't want I, I don't want to prolong the inevitable you know, so if you're dying and you're already dying and you want to make it on your terms instead of God's terms and you, and you make peace with it and you apologize profusely to God, but you tell everybody, you know, look, this is going to happen. I love you, but I don't want you to see me suffer. It's, it's, it doesn't, it's not fair. You know, um, God forgives you when you go to heaven and you get cocooned and you get loved and you get the guidance and you get the counsel of elders and you get to look over your choices. You know, you get to go through all of that and you're okay. You know, so it depends on where you're at in the beginning. If you're in the, the dark, the light or the gray area. And, and also depends on how you lived your life. And it depends on how you're, um, why would you commit suicide in the first place? You know, what's the, what's the point? What, what, where are you at? You know, if you're really, uh, emotionally distraught constantly you you're abused your whole life. And you know, you're going to be forgiven. You're going to be loved. You're going to be cocooned and taken care of. And it's, you're not doing it because you're trying to get back at anyone or hurting anybody. You know, you're, you know, you're not just going screw this, you know, life's a video game. And I'm going to just sit here, Pac-Man sitting on the screen, waiting to be eaten by the ghosts, you know, you know it's if, if you know if you're doing the wrong thing if you kill yourself all the wrong reasons it's going to be pretty fucking bad if you kill yourself because of the fact that you're going to die anyway you're at stage 4 cancer 90% of your body's overtaken and you're like just give me the damn drug already you know like let's just not prolong this shit let's go you know um then you're, you're not going to be, you're not going to go to hell for that. I mean, unless you believe you deserve to go and then you will, because it's usually subjective, like you have to, at the end of the life, you're going to judge yourself. Ultimately, you know, if you, uh, commit suicide by strapping on a bomb and you take out a city block with hundreds of people, including women and children, you're probably definitely going to hell unless you're evil to begin with. And then you're just going to get born probably as somebody in a wheelchair that has to wear diapers your whole life. You know, for example, or maybe you'll be born as a mountain and you have to slowly crumble over the next hundred million years. You know, it's like, it might be something that bad and you can redeem yourself, but it's going to take a hundred million years before you're an animal and work your way back up the food chain, you know, and that's a possibility too. I mean, though, you know, there are circumstances that I've heard of that that happens and I have sometimes found rocks that I felt were super evil people. Like my, my daughter found a rock and she said, I couldn't let him be out in the rain anymore. I'm like, what do you mean? And she says, well, there's a man trapped in this rock. And I looked at the rock and it had a really evil face on it. And she's like, yeah, he's a terrible person. He deserves to be a rock mom. But I couldn't, I couldn't let him be rained on anymore. I'm like, yeah, but that's going to break him down. He'll go into the soil and eventually he'll go into a flower, which will eventually be eaten by an animal and work his way up the food chain. I mean, eventually that's how he's going to make it. She's like, yeah, but let's just keep him inside for a while. (laughs) Because he was talking to her. And sometimes we would walk by the table and my husband and I would hear this uh, very evil spirit trapped in the rock talking to us. And we're like, this might have a bad influence on our child. So one night while she was asleep, my husband hurled it into the forest. And in the morning she said, where's my friend? And he said, he had to go. (laughs) He had to go, honey. (laughs) I mean, it is freaking weird. But anyway, so that's from my level of understanding, talking with God today about this. That's the best answer I have for you. Don't commit suicide, though, because overall, if you are dying of a horrible disease or you have a mental illness, it's something that you chose for yourself on a karmic level or it's something you chose so that other people had a karmic connection to it and you're helping them with their karma. So just, you know, no matter what it is, don't do it. Don't, you know, I tried to commit suicide years ago and I regret it and just don't even don't even try, you know? And if you know someone who has tried it and they're in a coma, call them back. You could call their soul back and tell them it's not too late. Come back, come back, come back until they're fully dead. You can call them back. And even if they are dead, you can call them back. If it's only been a little while, you, you could retrieve their soul back. So that's a whole nother discussion for a whole nother day. That's my, uh, My quick answer, quick long-ish answer about that. So let's go to uh, spaceweather.com. Current solar wind speeds are 447 kilometers per second. It's uh, calmed down from over 500 yesterday uh, kilometers per second. Uh, We only have one high-latitude sunspot, 2801, which is now decaying. And it'll actually probably be gone in a few hours. It's not any threat as far as shooting off a piece of itself at us. (laughs) Ulu neutron counts are down by 0.4%. Again, we're down. We're still the high level, but now we're at 7.6% of the space age average. Solar winds flowing from the coronal hole in the upper part of the sun is going to reach us on the 7th of February. Now, remember, we still have on the 6th of February, possibly the 5th. So it looks like the 5th, 6th, and 7th. Let's watch out for uh, solar winds coming our way. NASA's All-Sky cameras and the All-Sky Fireball Network have reported eight sporadic fireballs over the United States. There was a bucket full of stars. You're going to want to see this on spaceweather.com. Uh, snowflakes fell in a bucket and froze overnight. And this guy got a picture of it. It's adorable. It's literally a bucket of stars. <laughs> what a wonderful surprise for him that morning when he woke up. So, uh, okay. According to disclosure, coming down, uh, coming out of Italy. Uh, 26 was the Hertz frequency of the Schumann Resonance News. Not too much uh, to write home about. But let's quickly get over to heartmath.org. I'm going to tell you instead of the 2300 hour, a little bit more impressive than that was the 10 o'clock in the morning hour on the second, on Groundhog's Day, on Tuesday. California was at 40 hertz frequency. And uh, Hofuf, Saudi Arabia was at 97 hertz frequency. Lithuania was at 111 hertz frequency. And, uh, Alberta, Canada was at 67 Hertz frequency. Northland, New Zealand was at 73 Hertz frequency. And last but not least, that's the best drum roll I could do with one hand. 503 Hertz frequency in Hulului, South Africa, which is the winner, 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 winner chicken dinner. Oh my God. 503 Hertz frequency. When I, I told you guys, when they come up off the mat, they come up off the mat. Really, really high. Both HOFUF in Saudi Saudi Arabia and Hulului in South Africa have always done this. They'll stay at zero for a long time, and then all of a sudden, bam! (laughs) 503. Remember, the Shimon resonance that's normal for the Earth is 7.83. So 503, that's huge. And so the fifth dimension starts at 40 Hertz frequency. So 500. I mean, that's way up there guys. So pretty cool. All right. I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, we're going to start our love series for February. I do this every February and we're going to talk about self care and self love right after this little blip of music. (laughs) Guys, so self-care 101 (laughs) Uh, in order for us to be in a relationship with another person and to make it work we have to be completely whole and okay on our own and it starts with loving yourself right and I don't mean just like, I love myself cool, ready for a relationship. <laughs> uh, how, how do you love yourself um, on every possible level? You know, your Pepsi bodies, as it were, you know, on uh, physical, emotional, uh, psychological, and spiritual levels of the individual, right? The Pepsi levels, as I call them. So I was thinking about this today because no one really explains this. They just say, in order to love another person, you have to love yourself first. And you go, well, I do love myself. And, you know, that woman over there loves me too. So, hey. (laughs) You know, it's like kind of how it is, you know, or that guy over there or whatever. Like, you know, you meet somebody and then you have a an attraction and you feel like a magnetic pull and you feel kinda sexual and you kinda want to kiss them and dance with them and drink with them and whatever. And one thing leads to another and bada boom bada bang you're in a relationship and boom. And then it, it comes out the, with the first set of um circumstances that bring out your insecurities or uh, jealousy, or uh, any kind of negative nagging, emotional thing. And we all go through it. Um, those of us who have been around for a minute, we uh, are done going through it. We already have taken care of all of these things, you know, when you're mentally stable and healthy and emotionally healthy. Instable, you don't really um, worry so much about those things anymore. You have, you know, when you build up your own self-confidence, self-worth, self-esteem, you know your own value regardless of other people. But how do you get to that level? What do you do to get to that level so that when somebody makes a snide, rude comment, or even if they make a remark that... Your old self would have been like, ah, and send you packing your best friend's house, and I gotta spend the night here, and yeah, you gotta drink all night, and you cry your heart out, you know, because that comment they made. Like, you know, everyone goes through this, whether you're 15 years old or 35. Like, everybody has gone through these kinds of situations, men and women, you know, gay, straight, bisexual, whatever, men, women, we've all gone through these situations where that other person that we think we want to be with. And then they say something or they do something or they don't do something. And it sends us running for the hills (laughs) or running for our bed. And we don't want to get up for a week because, Oh my God. And after a while though, when you get to be um, older and you've gone through enough of these situations you start realizing, well, shit, howdy, I need to take care of myself. I need to do uh, my own things that will bring me to a level of understanding in and inside myself, like in and of myself, like so that when somebody else does or says something, instead of freaking out about it and questioning it and asking everybody and their uncle and their Brother and their brother's uncle about it. It's easier to just say, "So, um, what do you mean by that comment? I might not understand it. Maybe I didn't quite catch it. What you mean by that? And in what way did you mean it? Did you mean it to be snide, snidey, snarky? Did you want to hurt my feelings? Were you angry? Did you have a, a, a hidden aggression?" Or was it just that you misspoke and you used the wrong word or maybe my ears weren't working. You know, there was a train going by in the background and quite possibly I didn't hear the correct word, you know, or maybe I was reading too much into your tone. Do you care to explain that so that we can, you know, move on from here? You know, Uh, (laughs) I mean, I, I got to a point where I got so good at uh, basically putting off how I felt about a situation until I got clarification. I got so good that I could wait two or three weeks without having a freak out. (laughs) I mean, that's like pretty intense because you know, it's like, I don't know. This person said this thing and now they're on vacation for three weeks. I won't be able to talk to them. So I'm going to reserve judgment because either they meant to hurt me or they didn't, you know, and if they did not mean to hurt me, then my bad. Okay. Let's sit down and conversate about what did you really mean? (laughs) What, how did I really take it? You know, and if, if the relationship is worth it, you will work it out. But if they really did mean to hurt you, then it's time to move on you know, screw them. (laughs) You don't need, you know, life is too short to be treated shitty by anybody, you know, whether it's your, your brother, your mother, your lover, or your boss or your teacher or your pastor or whoever, like life is too short to accept anything less than phenomenal and wonderful for yourself. You know, sometimes we get stuck in situations where it's just really crappy Now, granted there's nothing we could do about it like you know when my son was mouthing off and lipping off and he's still underage and I'm his mom and there's nothing I can do other than tell him you're hurting my feelings and that would usually be a spinning out of control situation where I was sitting there for another three or four days of him treating me even worse so a lot of times I would just sit and take it and wait for just counting down the days So I could say, okay, you're 18. Get the hell out of my house. (laughs) You know, and it's funny because now we're actually getting along really, really well. And he calls me every few days and says, mom, I really love you. I'm like, I really love you too. Oh, and somebody else loves me too. And I feel so grateful for my little baby kitten. (laughs) You guys, something funny happened. This has nothing to do with like the episode tonight, but, uh, I heard she went outside and I heard all of this like rearranging, it sounded like she's rearranging furniture. And there's like only like plastic table and chairs out there. Like the high quality, very like two or three hundred dollar table and plastic chairs, like the expensive kind. I don't own it. It's came with a house. But this is coming out of like the fireplace that's outside in the backyard. This like tons of Things are being moved and shaken and, and, and dropping. I'm like, what are you doing out here? And I went outside and I couldn't see her. I'm like, where are you? What are you doing? Next thing you know, she flies out of the chimney, Sandy claws. <laughs> she comes down from the chimney and, and she flies across the table and, and she lands on this planter and then she flies another five or six feet into my arms and then just starts purring. I'm like, what, what the hell? Like, and it was just in a flash, just like in a second. Uh, My cat is getting crazier by the day. I love it. (laughs) Anyway. So I was thinking about all the different things. How do we get ourselves to such an emotional and psychological healthy level that nothing is going to shake our confidence, um, you know. In Mind Valley Academy, they even have a class called um, "becoming unfuckable." With you don't want to be fuckable, like like well, you want to be fuckable, but you don't want to be fucked with emotionally. You know, you don't want people to screw with your mind in a bad way. You know what I mean? You you don't now if you don't know anything about um, how to not date a narcissist and boundaries, I've done every this is the third year i have done um a- episodes on um relationship related topics and this is an honor of course of St Valentine's Day and um just loving ourselves and loving each other and if we are all very healthy and then we come together as a couple romantically we're going to get along really well you know and so if you need to know more about boundaries, I just do a search metaphysical soul speak, the podcast boundaries or a narcissist or narcissism. And you'll get to see all of these. I do four every February, four episodes. And so those are golden, golden information, the boundary information, you know, cause if you set up your boundaries in a way that you know who you are. You know everything that you need to know about what you want in your life. And then someone comes along and they try to fuck with your boundaries. You don't even know them an explanation. You just be like, cool, nice knowing you, Jack. You know, <laughs> It's over before it begins. You know, like I've, I've had people break my boundaries in the first five minutes of a date. Now I know I'm never going to see them again. My God, that waste, that would have wasted years of my life. Months to years. If I had not known in advance, you know, the kind of person they are. Now I know what to look for. It's like, eh, you're a narcissist. I've known you for 10 minutes and I'm not going to go down that damn road again. So keep it moving, buddy. (laughs) Anyway, so I I was looking at um, all the different ways and the things that we could do to love ourselves, care for ourselves, nourish ourselves on every level, and nurture who we are inside and honor and respect ourselves in a way that when the right person comes along, then they're going to add to our life. But if no one comes along, we're golden anyway. Like our world and our life is so good and so rich and so wonderful. It just doesn't really matter if there's another person here or not. You know, and and if another person comes along and they want to add to your joy and your share of happiness is doubled together. That's awesome. And if they decide to move along and they don't want a relationship and they break up with you or whatever, you're still going to be okay. So if you do some of the things I'm going to talk about tonight, pick your own, make up your own. I'm just going to give you some examples Uh, it's going to help you to kind of know yourself a little better and bring you to a point at which you can be 100% okay alone or in a relationship you know um, breakups are always hard it's always gonna be hard but if you know who you are and you never let go of who you are especially in a relationship then the other person will respect you. They will know who you are cuz you'd be like this is who I am. You know? But you got to know yourself first. So let's get into some of this stuff. So, self-care 101. <laughs> On a heart level, what can you do that you would have done if you were with a partner already in a marriage or relationship? Now, by the way, before we get totally into this um again, I forgive me if i ever give examples that are only heteronormative or cisgendered. That's not my intention. Please tailor, make it in your mind to your particular situation. Also, uh, if you're married or in a relationship right now, um, still do these things to get to know yourself and encourage a partner to do the things as well. You could do things together or separate so that you both can strengthen who you are as people, individual people, you know, and you can help each other, uh, to know each other better. You know, you can help your partner to know himself or herself better, you know, uh, but also to stuff alone, you know, just have activities you do alone. It's okay. I've got a friend. Um, I've got a, a, like a, a couple friend or friends that are a couple. So I'm trying to say they're married. Okay. And, And, uh, once or twice a year I get a desperate call from her and she's like, I don't know if I could continue the marriage. I don't know if I could keep doing this. I don't know. You know, and I'm really so unhappy and I'm crying all the time and I'm really upset. And then like, I'll see them or I'll start to give them suggestions. And then I don't hear from them for another six to eight months. It's like, I don't know what happened. Did they kill each other? Are they in love? Are they breaking up? Is everything fine? Like, I don't know. And then I'll hear from her again. And then same thing, you know? And I I told her, look, you can't spend every freaking waking moment with this person, especially since you got married so young and you don't even know yourself yet. And that's, you feel like you've lost yourself in the relationship and now you don't have an identity outside the relationship. And the thing is, if you don't have an identity of who you are outside the relationship, what happens is you end up being really lost. If that person dies or if they uh, leave you or if they have a sudden personality change, what if they get brain cancer? That's that's what happened to me with my husband. (laughs) You know, and all of a sudden you're like, Oh crap. We were, cohesive as a unit and inseparable. And then all of a sudden he hates my guts and I'm like, Whoa. And luckily I did have a good sense of myself before I met him. And during the marriage we nurtured ourselves as well as each other. So it it could have been a lot worse for me. You know, if I had been like 20 years old and that happened, Oh my God, it would have killed me. But instead I was 38 and I, you know, I was actually about 40 by the time the divorce was final. So you no, know, actually I was, I was 40. I was like, yeah, I was like 41 or something. So it, it's, it's uh, tough, but if you're really young, especially if you're in your twenties and you don't know who you are yet, uh, not doing these exercises, it's going to put you in a world of hurt when you're in a relationship because it's like a pressure cooker to be in a relationship, even in the best of relationships, there's always going to be pressure, right? So what would you do if you, uh, so if you're single, what would you do if you're with a partner? What would you want to do romantically nurture your heart by loving yourself? Like really radically accepting everything there is about yourself Stop judging yourself. Stop putting yourself down. Stop um, thinking that you, you're strange or weird for the things that you like. Just accept everything about yourself. You know, if you're, you're bisexual and you grew up in a church where that's a sin from the devil or whatever, those kinds of thoughts you need to let go of. If you're gay and you haven't accepted yourself, you have to start to accept yourself if you're transgender and you hate yourself for, for whatever reason, like you have body dysmorphia and you hate your body, start loving yourself. Start loving your body that you're going to have as soon as you've done the hormones and you're getting ready to do the the, the surgery. Just love yourself. Radically accept yourself. If you are in transition, cause you're in the, um, the transgender way. Just love yourself and give yourself room to, to grow. I mean, we all need room to uh, grow and change in the ways that we need to. But when you're transgender, I know it's hard. You see yourself a- as a certain way. And then you look down and your body is the opposite of what you imagine. It's really emotionally hard. I, I know, but accept yourself, accept that you're in the transition, love yourself through it and go step by step. It's going to be okay. So just accept So it starts with radical self acceptance and then do all the little things that you would do if you were in the most perfect relationship, make that relationship with you. So what would you do? Uh, Maybe you would go to an art gallery. Maybe you would go get paint and canvas and learn how to paint or draw, you know, uh, Do art for yourself. Make loving, beautiful pieces of art for you. If it's something that you would do for a partner, if you would write poetry or music and play your, your guitar or your violin or your piano for somebody else, then do it for you, write the songs for you, write the albums for yourself record yourself singing for yourself. Do it all for you. I mean, cause when the other person comes along, eventually you're going to go, wow, well, I already did all this stuff. Hey, check out the album I made, <laughs> you know, instead of look what I made for you. Cause you don't want to just seek approval from other people, especially what if they hate your music? Well, that's going to suck. And it's going to tear at your self esteem and your self confidence. But if you've already done it, You know, outside of them, if they don't like it, oh, well, you've already done it. You did it for you. You didn't do it for them. If they like it, then then that added to your life. If they don't like it, well, no skin off your nose, babe, because you did it for you. And this is with all the things. So, you know, for me, something that I do for myself uh, to nourish and nurture my heart is, like, I'll watch romantic movies alone. You know, I'll cuddle with my kitty cat. I'll dance. I'll play music and sing. I, I don't have to sing good. I don't have to be perfect. I'm, I just do it for me. I don't care what the people think. I'm sure the neighbors think I'm fucking obnoxious. I don't give a shit. They don't have to live with me. I do. <laughs> you know, I smile as much as I possibly can. And sometimes I don't smile. And when I don't smile on those days, I honor my pain and I sit with it and I find out where it comes from and Why? And I honor my inner beauty. And I know that I'm a good person because I am, you know, and I honor who I am inside. Even if I'm weird or different or strange or kooky or the black sheep of the family, it doesn't fucking matter. Cause I'm me and I'm the way that God created me. And I accept God's judgment of me and no one else can judge me. No one has, no one can judge me but God. You know, only God can judge me, said Tupac Shakur. (laughs) You know, (laughs) gotta listen to Tupac, man. So, respect yourself and honor yourself on a heart level. If you feel sad, just allow the sadness, allow yourself to wallow. I mean, that's what Ben and Jerry's is for. That's what sad movies are for, you know? And so, uh... Other things, though, but, but positive things. Romantic bike rides. If you always wanted to go on a, a romantic bike ride at sunset, don't keep waiting around for that person to come into your life. Do it now. You know, who's that romantic bike ride? It's not going to take itself. <laughs> you know, go to Thailand and, and and go sit on the beach or go down the street and sit at the beach or... Going to the mountains or to the park or wherever you happen to live. Fall in love with you. You know, so make yourself happy on a heart level. Write yourself love notes and go see those artsy films that you always wanted to see or join the symphony or. Become a member of the zoo and go check out the monkeys every Saturday. There's nothing wrong with doing fun, cool ass shit by yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. Not even a little bit. Light the candles at dinner. Be romantic for yourself. Show up for yourself in the sexiest, most romantic possible way. Wear lingerie for yourself. Ladies or men, if you really want, you know, wear the sexy stuff for yourself, you know, be the person that you would be if you're in a relationship, you know, if, if uh, you want to sit around and sweat pants and t-shirts constantly in a relationship, then do that. But if you know that if you're in a relationship, you would be wearing nicer clothes your hair would not be as dirty as often. And maybe, you know, you'd be wearing makeup or maybe you would shave your, your uh, beard men. Quite possibly you should be doing that for yourself right now before the person comes into your life, because maybe that's, what's going to attract them to you. Not that you're walking around town in in you know, sweat shirt and you haven't bathed in three days and, you forgot where you put your deodorant last month, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you, you you're gonna wanna groom yourself and do the things as if you're in a relationship. Show up for yourself the way that you would show up for another person physically, you know, and and that's kind of getting into the body part of it, but still for the heart part. Let's see. Um if I could even read my writing. Cook for yourself, you know a cup of noodles isn't cooking for yourself. Um, and I'm telling myself as much as I'm telling you guys, cause I mean, I know, you know we don't, I don't do cup of noodles. It's expensive. It's an import here. I do loan cheese. It's the same thing as the equivalent, which I mean, they're good. You know, it's a good lunch, but it's like I, I cooked for myself this past week. I made my famous spaghetti sauce, which is excellent. And it's always better the next day. And it, for this week, it was good for a whole week. And, um, I cooked for myself and I felt great about that. Like, wow. And if my sweetheart had been with me, he would have had my spaghetti, you know, he missed out cause he's not here, but Hey, nothing I could do about that. That's his half of it. My half of it is I showed up for myself in a romantic and sweet way. So, accept only the most positive, amazing, sweetest, um, parts of your life to come forward and allow only the sweetest, most loving, compassionate people into your life. You know, alone is not lonely. Okay. Write yourself love notes, write yourself poetry. Okay. So on a mental level, and this is psychological. Now just show up for yourself. Be there for yourself on the days you're sad. Honor the sad, write it down in a journal. Why are you sad? If you get into depression and very deep levels of sad, go see a therapist and honor yourself. Be mentally healthy for you because when that person comes along that's special, guess what? You're going to be mentally healthy automatically. You're not doing it for them, you're doing it for you. This is your mind. This is your life, right? So make sure you know about boundaries, as I already mentioned. And you know what? You deserve the best. And I'm telling you, babe, it is not your ex. There's a reason why they're your ex, okay? (laughs) I mean, if you're trying to salvage a marriage, you want to go back in the beginning and realize why you fell in love with them in the first place. But if you've already broken up, you always have to remember and recall why you broke up. What were the reasons? And if you could still live with, if you could live with them now, cause you were immature back then and you've taken a beat or two or three, then that's okay. But I mean, if somebody was lying and deceptive and now they're trying to convince you they're not, chances are a leopard isn't going to change It's spots, right? The tiger doesn't change its stripes, and you're going to be stuck with the same person, the same problems, and it might be six months later, 10 years later, and now you're 10 years older, and, oh, my God, I gave the best years of my fucking life to this asshole who lied, cheated, manipulated, deceived, and he did it again. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me, Right? That's what they say. Don't allow your ex back into your life. If it was something like that, if they beat you, if they hurt you psychologically or physically, they cheated on you. They're probably a narcissist. Kick them to the curb. You don't deserve that. You deserve better. You deserve the best. And it's not always your ex. It's usually not your ex. Okay. So see a therapist. You know, it's one of the best things that anyone, everyone in the world should see a therapist, I think. Um, If you've had any psychological trauma um, growing up with your parents, anything that's bugging you that stays on your mind, weighs on your mind, see a therapist. Get it all out there. Brainwave optimization therapy will get rid of all the trauma going back to your birth and sometimes even in past lives. Um... Healing is sexy, guys. Healing is sexy. Um, Being mentally stable is sexy. Allowing for your shadow side to come out and reveal itself to you and accepting yourself radically for those shadow things and then healing those things and then accepting the healed part of yourself. There's nothing more admirable and respectable and honorable than that, okay? Sort your thoughts out. Keep your uh, a journal, you know, and your journal doesn't have to be fancy. Just give you a notebook, you know, low composition book, whatever. Journal, meditate, you know, write your thoughts out. You can have an angry page where you just write all the anger shit down, you know, have a happy page. You know, just do it the way you want. It doesn't matter. There's no right or wrong way to uh, keep a journal or whatever. And you could even have a, um, like color note is an excellent uh, app. You can do it on your phone. doesn't have to be on paper. Don't have to do the old fashioned way on paper, uh, honor your mind and your mental space. And remember to, um, meditate for your mind. Do the mindfulness, um, kind of meditation uh, for your mind so um, let's see I had something here oh yes Uh, another thing that you could do is tapping and also Ho'oponopono if you really need to keep working on your mindset and your deep mental um, those pervasive thoughts that hold you back emotionally that hurt you you need to change it so that when you're just sitting around doing nothing in particular, thinking nothing in particular, the thoughts that come to your mind should be, I love myself. Thank you, God. You know, those kinds of thoughts, just, you know, Hey, I'm really grateful to be here and I'm glad I came so far. I I'm, I've really come a long way. I'm really grateful for myself, my life the best is yet to come really love my life. You know, those are the kinds of thoughts that should be all pervasive in the background of your head. (laughs) So if they're not, you got to fix it, you know, um, affirmations, like I said, ho'oponopono. Um, there's a lot of things that you can do to fix those all pervasive thoughts that, um, aren't a hundred percent healthy. You know, if, um, that beautiful person comes into your life and you're having this wonderful relationship and the inner dialogue in your head is always something like, you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. Everyone's against you. Um, you know, anything that nags and chips away at your confidence and your self esteem, those are the kinds of things I mean, you need to get rid of all that shit. You need to replace it all with very positive and amazing things. The best is yet to come. Today's gonna be the best day ever. I love my life. These these are the kinds of thoughts that you should be having. You know, and hopefully your person has done their mental work before they got to you. Because, you know, no one wants to be Eeyore. <laughs> You know, you don't want to be in a relationship with a gloomy Gus either. And maybe you do, and it's okay. I mean, I have a feeling that my guy is, you know, um, changeable quite often. He's a Gemini, and I feel like he's probably moody, and that's okay if he can handle his moods on his own, and he doesn't need to lean on me all the time. And if he does, we're going to work on it. I'm going to be like, hey, you know what? We're gonna get you to a state where you're okay without me. You don't need me for anything, right? And I think he's already there. He's probably, probably good to go. I don't know. I Have to meet him, but I have a feeling that he's probably okay being alone and being on his own. I think he's a mature man, and you know. But when you're younger, when you're like 20, 30, you you tend to uh, lean on your partner, and you lean on them so much that they could barely hold themselves up. Sometimes, So it's very important that you take care of your mind. So body. Well, this is easy. This, this is the easiest part, right? First of all, hugs, <laughs> hug yourself, cuddle yourself at night, you know, or in the morning, put your arms around yourself, hug a pillow, hug a cat, hug a dog. If you don't have a cat or a dog, go find one. There's plenty of animals around. You know, you could go, you know, meet meet your friend or your, your brother might have a, a cool dog you want to go hang out and chillax with for a minute. Like, you know, um, in Peru, I went to a cat park where there's thousands of cats, literally thousands of cats. One, one time I walked up and I saw a tree with all these flowers around the tree. I'm like, those are unusual color flowers then I looked closer and they were cats. They were kittens. They looked like they were planted right there in the soil. It was crazy. (laughs) The cat park was incredible. And it's one of those places you go and you sit down and you wait. And the cats that want to be pet by you, it's like you're the ride at Disneyland. You know, it's like Disneyland comes to them. You know, because they're the royalty, of course, (laughs) and they jump in your lap and you pet them. And when they're done with you, they leave. You know, it's like one of the most surreal experiences of my life. And my kids and I used to go there all the time. I would take a Benadryl (laughs) and I would go to the cat park and we would sit there for hours just petting cats. You know, and, and my, my daughter would take her guitar and she'd just play music for the cats. And then once a year, uh, the authorities would come along and they would gather up all the cats and give them shots and make sure they don't have rabies and adopt the cats out to the people of the city. And then, you know, a few months later, the cats come around again. There's stray cats They're everywhere. And in Argentina, I heard a rumor that there's a dog park like this. It's all, it's all random dogs. If you want a dog, go get the dog at the dog park. He'll pick you. She'll, she'll lick your hand, tell you it's time. Let's go home. Same with the cats. If they want to go home with you, they'll let you know. It's really freaky. And, um, here in Ecuador, you can't do this with the lizards, but we have an iguana park over in Guayaquil and that was one of the freakiest moments of my life. That was even more surreal. You know, you pull out a bag of lettuce and then you look and you've got like 10 to 20 massive iguanas ch- like chasing you down. You're like, holy shit, this is crazy. <laughs> but I mean, if you hate iguanas, it's, it's not going to be your, your thing, but I love all animals. And that was like freaking amazing. That was, that was something I kind of did for my heart and my soul and You know, my mind, it was just, uh, it was amazing. But seriously, for your body, go hug your friends, hug your mom, hug your grandma, go get a dog or a cat. You know, you don't have to have your own pet if you don't want, but just something that you're going to feel love. That's going to release oxytocin. That's good for your body. Good for your mind. It's good to regulate your hormones. Sleep on time will regulate your hormones. Um working out of course, walking, swimming, dancing, etc., doing yoga, Falun Dafa. You could you could find this um online. It's spiritual as well as physical. Qigong, um martial arts, you know, just anything that's going to make you feel like you're active, you're good, jumping up and down on a trampoline. Um, if you want to get good muscles cuz you want to have a sexy body, I highly recommend the Bullworker. It sounds insane, but go look this up. It's like $200 or something. It's kind of expensive. But you'll never it'll never break and it'll be you'll have it for the rest of your life. You'll like will it to your children someday. Bullworker. It's coming from Germany. B U L L W O R K E R. It's to do isolation exercises. And if you don't have room for a home gym, this thing is like two or three feet tall and about four inches wide by two inches wide. It's really small. You can fit in a suitcase. You can travel with it. It's the best workout. And you're going to look amazing in just a couple weeks. And I highly recommend it. Uh, Eat chocolate. Chocolate is good for uh, releasing endorphins besides exercise. um, It's super good for you. Uh, Oh, isolation exercises. Forgot to mention that. Orgasm. Seriously, if you're a woman and you've never had an orgasm, sweetheart, you got to do it. You've got to learn how to please yourself before you could show a partner how to please you. That's it. That's just the way it is. And plus it kind of is a reset for your mind. Now I don't recommend doing this all the time. If you're diddling yourself six, seven, eight times a day, you have a problem and you got to stop. But if it's, you know, been, you know, six months and you haven't thought of it, maybe you gotta get that going again, get your sexuality, your sensuality, get into that and accept and honor and love and respect that part of yourself. You know, um, If you're a woman and you've never had an orgasm, you need to learn how to please yourself in order for your partner, you know, your future partner or your current partner to please you, you know, man, woman, or whatever. It doesn't matter. You know, um, you have to know how to do it. You know, if you're a man, you pretty much know how to do it. I'm sure. But (laughs) I mean, sorry guys. I just, I I just kind of know the statistics here, but that that's really important. It it is another one of those things that helps your hormones and you want to regulate and make sure your hormones are good. Aromatherapy herbs, um, can help relax you and can help, um, uh, you know, mood elevators, you know, can help you, uh, gain a massage also can release oxytocin. Just going once a month or twice a month to get a massage. That's helpful. Massage yourself. If you're poor like me, you know, I mean, you know, coconut oil is an excellent massage oil because it soaks into your skin. It's not oily. It's not going to ruin your sheets or your clothes. Um, uh, almond oil is also very good. It takes out inflammation. So does peanut oil, if you're not allergic. Don't do anything with peanut oil if you've got roommates that might be allergic or if you might be around people that might hurt because that does kill people. So be careful. But, um... It's see: herbs, vitamins, minerals, magnesium. People are always low on magnesium. And if you have, a you know, a upset stomach a lot and you're burping a lot, and you have acid reflux, stop taking stuff for that. Except for apple cider vinegar in water. Go to Dr. Berg on, um, YouTube to find out more about anything diet related. And especially with that, Go see a chiropractor if your back is screwed up. Go see a physical therapist if you're screwed up. Go to the doctor. Go to the dentist. Um, get plenty of rest and go and hang out in the sunshine once in a while. And uh, make sure that you detox you know, once a year for a few days. Just do a little juice fast for two or three days or just during the day. You know, you could eat it like a meal at night. You don't have to do it constantly or 10 days or, you know, oh, I'm almost dying. It's been 15 days. I haven't had food. You know, don't do any of that shit to yourself. That's not always good for you. Um, You know, you could celebrate Ramadan with me. I'm Muslim, you know. <laughs> like, you just don't eat from sun up to sunrise. I mean, sunrise to sun up or sundown. Oh, sun up to sun down. During the, day, during the day when the sun is up, you don't eat. And then you pray and then you eat. And then before the sun comes up, you eat again. And that's for 30 days. You could do that during Ramadan. Why not? And if you are anywhere near a mosque, even if you're not Muslim, you could actually go in there and get the free food and you just give a donation. So if it's normally a $10 meal and you can't afford it, give them two or $3, you know, um, don't tell my son sent you, but <laughs> my kids and I did that. We ate for free when we were in the Bay and we were like super poor and it was so amazing, you know, and we met a lot of people. And then when I was able to save up some money, I gave my mosque 150 bucks. Hopefully that covered the meals. I don't know, but the ladies worked hard and they made the meals and it was wonderful. We got to learn about new cultures and new people you know, and I loved that, but also we got to be very, very healthy. So it was a good thing. It was wonderful, honestly. So, but body related things, it's important. I mean, honestly, and if you're having anxiety, by the way, um, hip flexors, if you need a program for this, I, I could send you a link. Um, just DM me at mermaidgirl eight, eight, eight. But a lot of times people have severe anxiety and they're so scared constantly and if they only knew how to unravel the muscles known as the hip flexors in 10 minutes, you won't have anxiety because it's literally a muscle that creates tension and anxiety inside you and, uh, magnesium also. So, so sometimes it's just a mineral or something really weird like that. Um, like I take Theo nine and that's taken a lot of my anxiety away and I've, I've loved that. But there's always something that maybe you could do that's going to be like the one thing that you're like, oh, well, duh. (laughs) Okay. I didn't have a lot of energy, and then I start taking omega fatty acids, um, the seven. You know, everyone takes three or three and six or three, six, and nine. But did you know there's an omega fatty acid that's seven? And if you don't take that one like it, it it does. I don't know what it does if you don't take it, but if you do take it and you need to lose weight, you don't have any energy and you start taking omega fatty acid, seven omega sevens. That's an incredible, I mean, suddenly you're losing weight automatically. You're having um, better rest at night. You're having more energy during the day. It's like, Whoa. I mean, some of these things are just like super simple, but if you don't know what you don't know, you, you know, you don't know what you're missing, you know? So you got to do a lot of research, but, um, make sure that your body is healthy. You want to be healthy for your grandkids. You might be single and 20 right now, but someday you're going to have grandkids. You want to look good and feel good and be able to play catch with little Billy or Sally, right? <laughs> so I'm saying, take care of your body now so that when you meet your person, or if you're in a marriage together, encourage each other to do good because you want to have, you don't want to grow old, um, in a nursing home across the hall from each other. You want to grow old gracefully and amazingly together. You know, if you're, if you play your cards, right, you'll be able to have sex till you're 80 or 90 years old, even a hundred, you know, <laughs> might take a little longer, but I mean, It might be something to consider, you know, you don't want to be like, you know, 55 or 60 years old and bitter and resentful and you're never going to have sex the rest of your life and you live another 20 years. Who the hell wants that kind of a life? I mean, for me, I certainly don't, you know, and I have been celibate for two years. So it's like, I'm ready for a relationship now. You know, I've got a great relationship with myself and I'm ready for my guy to come along. And if he doesn't, I still have a good relationship with myself. I got options. I got guys interested. I just, right now I'm like waiting, playing the waiting game. I'm not going to wait forever, but hey, you know, and you, and you shouldn't either. You just do what you need to do on every possible level. So now the last thing we got to talk about before we close out this evening is uh, soul. So self-care 101 for your soul. On a soul level, what do you do? What is, what is a thing that makes you let yourself know that you love yourself. You honor and respect your spirituality, right? So if you're religious, honor and respect your religion. And if you're, um, questioning your religion and you're going more towards spirituality, which if you're listening to me, that's probably the case. Um, you know, honor and love and respect the rest of your family. If they're still that religion, which, you know, chances are, you know, it's highly likely they are, but you know, honor your spirituality as well. So, meditate and remember that sometimes you might want to go on a silent retreat, even if it's in your house for the weekend, but do remember that silence is golden, but also scream therapy can be downright fucking platinum. (laughs) It's not always necessary to be like all silent, holding it inside. Okay. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. No, fuck that. Sometimes, you need to get a pillow in your car going in the middle of nowhere and scream at the top of your lungs into that pillow inside your car. Sometimes you need to go to the ocean and scream at the fucking ocean. It's just the way it is. Sometimes you want to walk to the top of a mountain and just scream. There's nothing wrong with that. Primal scream therapy sometimes can be more cathartic and be worth more than 10 years of therapy, just talking all quiet and trying to fit into a little box nice and neatly, you know? So whatever way you want to go with something like that, if you need to get rid of some stuff, that's like a really excellent way to do it. So, um, (laughs) Uh, taking walks in nature, you know, honoring your ancestors, um, honoring magic in your life, uh, laughing out loud, looking at the stars, uh, going to meet up groups. Meetup, up, I think it's like Meetup.com or Meetup.org. Oh my God, the Meetup groups! There's some amazing ones. If you live in the right place, you know you're gonna find the people that you relate to. You know, you could go on nature hikes. You could go on. Um, there's a, like I used to go to a Yalla Rabi in um, in uh, Berkeley and in Oakland. There was this group, and they always got together to learn how to speak Arabic, and they did that by doing various Arabic-based activities. And I went to a couple different Arabic groups because I was trying to learn the language of of Arabic because I just thought it's freaking fascinating. So, um, but you could do that. I mean, there's travel groups, there's groups that talk about travel and trips that they're going on and what they're planning. And then there's travel groups that will literally, you go once a month on a trip for the weekend together, you know? And if you're single and you're like, you don't want to stay home on the weekend, that might be a great idea. That might be nourishing of your soul. You know, in Michigan, they have a group that goes to, um, Mackinac Island. And if you've ever seen that movie with Christopher Reeve, you know what I mean? That place is sexy as hell. You know, (laughs) you know, for that weekend or another weekend, you know, it's not always the weekend where everyone dresses like it's 1920, which I always wanted to go to. It's really expensive and hard to get in. Um, um, Art Bell used to go with Ramona, um, his, I I think she was the second or third wife, but, he used to go all the time with her and I was, Oh my God, that always was amazing to hear about that. And then I'd watch, I'd go to his website and look at all the pictures. It's like, Oh my God, such romantic pictures. And, uh, I loved that. But anyway, so going on trips or traveling, learning about new cultures, eating new food, having new experiences that can nurture your soul. Also your body and your mind you know and your heart, I and mean, you can nourish all parts of yourself by just traveling. Traveling is amazing. Um, so, you could go to places like um, self realization fellowship centers, Vedanta centers, something that's spiritual, but you know, but also like super cool, like that, um, where you're gonna meet like minded people to nourish your soul. Sometimes you got to meet like-minded people and discuss the universe, you know, your hopes and your dreams and the universe and this ascension and all this crap that we're going through. It's hard to find people, but you know, we go to me- you know meetings like SRF or, um, uh, you know, the meetup, you could find people through meetup. Okay. So sometimes, um, Your soul requires that you plant flowers or you pet cats, you know, or you learn how to relate to an animal. Uh, Other things that you could do for your soul to nourish it. Listen to isochronic tones or affirmations or binaural beats. YouTube has like thousands of these that you could go look up. I always listen to 12,000 Hertz frequency lately. And I mean, I wake up, I'm vibing so high. I can barely feel my body. (laughs) <laughs> and I love it nurture your soul and your mind through um amazing programs and companies like Gaia uh, Gaia TV or Gaia I am uh, mind Valley Academy Nightingale Conant those are the top three that I recommend and and you could get programs that will be anywhere from one hour to weeks of information where you just are learning and nurturing your mind and your spirit and growing and, um, expanding your consciousness. It's very important for your soul. Um, so going on a road trip with your friends and family, even if it's just, you know, down the road, a piece, you know, go to a couple cities over, go camping. And you know, you learn more about yourself and about your family members and your friends if you're driving late at night, then you, you have conversations that you would never have on a Thursday afternoon for an hour lunch. But when you're on the road for 12 hours, 15 hours, you know, three days with somebody, I mean, you're going to have deep conversations. You're going to find out things about them that, well, maybe you didn't want to know, but it's going to develop your relationships and it's going to help you understand how to develop yourself in the context of a relationship platonically so that when your sweetheart comes along, it's going to be that much better and that much sweeter. And if you're in a marriage, this is one of the best things you could do for your marriage, long road trips, (laughs) even if it's just for the weekend, doesn't have to be a month long, but there you go. Um, Let's see what else did I have uh, late night calls with friends talking with your homies you know just hanging out um, playing ball playing catch and talking is one of the most therapeutic things I've ever done in my life I used to do this with my little brother when we were kids we just toss a baseball around or a softball like for hours or a football and that's all we would do is just our basketball. Oh my God, go, go to the court and go play horse with your friends. You know, you don't have to play a full game, but it doesn't have to be about the working out either. It could just be about the talking, the hanging out there. Sometimes there's nothing better than that. Um, talking to strangers. Sometimes that can nourish your soul as well. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed these ideas. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I love you guys so much and thank you so much for your continued confidence and faith in my abilities. I will be back tomorrow with all original and unique programming, just like always. But for now, I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy Fifth Dimension. Until next time, guys, peace.